Today's Unseminary podcast episode is brought to you by Regal Theater Church, the only theater company providing full-service consultation for churches wanting to create dynamic worship services in familiar, culturally relevant venues, the local movie theater, with lots of parking, spacious lobbies, plenty of bathrooms, and a perfect view of the screen from a comfortable seat. Regal Theaters are ideal for church plants and multi-sites. Learn more at regaltheaterchurch.com or call their incredible team at 1-800-792-8244 today. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you've decided to tune in today. My name's Rich. I'm the host uh, around these parts. I'm so glad uh, that you're here today. Uh, We've got Pastor Josh Baird with us from the Life Church. Uh, this is a great church founded uh, in 1999. They're multi-ethnic, multi-generational church with and multi-site. So lots of multis in uh, Virginia in the kind of greater Washington, D.C. area. Uh, Josh is associate pastor and also a campus pastor. So Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. I wonder if you could start by give, giving us kind of a sense of the church. Tell us about your church. Give us maybe a little bit of the history or if people were to show up uh, this weekend, what would they experience? Yeah, a little bit of history uh, is we've been a, we we call ourselves a small church that accidentally got big. Uh, We've been small for many years. Uh, You know, I grew up as a pastor's kid in a church of 200 people, and uh, we loved it, always loved church. My dad is is the pastor here, and uh, it's just been a a fun ride, and kind of just been doing the same thing for a long time, and finally around 2010, uh, we got connected to the Grow Network with Church of the Highlands, and I just tweaked a few things, doing a lot of the same stuff, just staying faithful, but tweaked a few things, and we just exploded in growth. And so the last six or so years have just been an incredible ride of growth. And uh, and so, yeah, when you walk in, it's just kind of, you know, uh, high energy, lots of young people, uh, you know, a high energy environment, intense, pretty intense worship, uh, about an hour and 10 minute service, and just reaching reaching lots of people, getting a lot of people saved. And, and so kind of the the challenge now is getting all those people connected as is a very, it's a very common challenge but that's definitely our challenge right now so absolutely well you know I, I know a lot of folks when they look at a high kind of growth church like yourself it's easy to look at the front door and say like wow uh you know they're doing a lot of stuff great on the on the front end which you know which your church clearly is but the thing i want to talk about today is how are you getting people connected what does that actually right. look like um, right. you, know, you mentioned grow you mentioned church of the highlands uh but let, let's dig into that how does someone if you know if they were to come to your church actually get plugged in what does that look like yeah, well, there's there's two ways really, and uh, the the first way is to jump on a team, and we call our uh, our event fusion, and and we do it once a month. You know, a lot of churches do every week and different types of things. We've landed on once a month, and they can come in, learn about the church, uh, find out about membership, and uh, it's a three hour event, so it's long, uh, but we serve them dinner, and uh, and then we we train them, and they can get on a team right there that night, and so that's mm. that's the the kind of the team and the serving aspect, and then. Uh, small groups is the other way. Is we uh, we tell people that that our vision for your life is for you to be connected in relationship and for you to be serving the church and uh, serving God's kingdom. And so those are kind of the main two ways: small groups and and serving on a team. Nice. Well, let, let's let's maybe dig into the small group thing. One of the things I appreciate yeah. about you, just we've had a little bit of interaction via email. 
And I just love your authenticity. I think a, a lot of a lot of churches, you know, most of the people who are listening in today, they would say, oh, yeah, yeah, groups, they're really important. Uh, that's something we should do. Yeah. Uh, but that some of that can just be a lip service to the groups. Thing. Right. They really haven't built structure around us. You know, why don't you tell me right. about that? Tell me about what you've done that's maybe a little different. Yeah, we, um, you know, again, if I'm just being honest, we all say that small groups are important because we know in our head that they are. But uh, if I'm being honest, I hate them. <laughs> um, and, and it seems like we never have time for them. It seems like they're awkward. You know, I can I can stand on the stage and talk to people. But usually as pastors, the, the group of six or eight is kind of awkward. And so we never really as the leadership would get on board with it. We would mm. we would say that it's important. We would do small group semesters. We called small groups every single name that you could call them. We tried gimmicks. We tried bribes. We paid people. I'm just kidding. We didn't pay people, but <laughs> we tried. We tried everything that we could. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, we realized that we really weren't bought in ourselves. And um, and and just being super transparent. Hopefully, it'll help somebody uh, that's tuning in. Is you know, we we would try to fit small groups as leaders sometimes into our work week. We try to fit into our 40 hours. And, and one of the things that my dad as the leader said is uh, it, it came to the point where he just said, we can't ask our people who are working nine to fives and then we want them to get in small groups, but you're fitting your small group in your work week as the leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, we can't ask them to do something that we're not doing. And uh, so we just had lots of challenges and we're, we're in the DC metro area. And so just like everybody's got their excuses why small groups don't work. Ours was traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got people commuting an hour each way and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's crazy and so we had all of our excuses but we were we were given it lip service and we were going through the motions but um but it, it all changed about a year ago when, when we really decided to make an intentional uh, improvement to it and we can talk a little bit about that yeah the thing i don't want to miss this piece of the equation though i think the thing i appreciate you calling out is i think there's a lot of lead pastors a lot of executive pastors folks that are leading in a church who are like yeah 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 groups groups they're really important but they really haven't bought in at a core level themselves right um, right. they, they, you know, they haven't rearranged their own lives or, or they're doing, they're kind of faking it. Like I see a lot of church leaders right. will do like, oh, I'm in a small group. And what they really mean is they get together with other pastors on a Tuesday right. for lunch every week, which right. is different than what, you know, what most people are experiencing. And so right. I just want to highlight that there really is, and, and, and churches that are experiencing great kind of connections or gro- growth happening in their groups often will come back to this and they'll say, listen, it doesn't start until the leadership is is super committed. So once you That's were committed, right. just highlighting that, once you were committed, yeah. what did you do? What were some of the kind of practical tactics that you did to try to get people more plugged in? Yeah, uh, well, I kind of broke it down into three things to make it simple. And, and, and before I give them to you, it really is simple. And I almost I almost hesitated to even say these because <laughs> it is it is so simple. Right. But but I know that uh, that for, for so, if it helps one person, then it's worth it because uh, the simplicity, you can't get around the simplicity. And I just think about like working out, people will buy, you know, every supplement, they'll try all the gimmicks, but really it's calories in, calories out. It's the best supplement is just work out. You know what I mean? And so same thing with small groups, the best way to make them work is to actually do them. And um, so, so yeah, the, the, the way that I kind of categorized it is, is first of all, top down buy-in. Mm-hmm. It started with my dad and then with me and the other, the other leaders that are, that are right around my dad. And we just said, we have to lead small groups. And, uh, and so we all started multiple small groups ourselves. And it wasn't just with staff or with our friends. And Pastor Chris Hodges from Highlands gave us a great uh, tip on what to do because as a as a pastor of the church, you know, one of the challenges is they'll say, 
well, if I open my group up to the public, it'll, it'll be huge and everybody will want to join it. And, and so one of the things that we did was we said we'll pick six of our friends and we'll have them each bring somebody into the small group. So mm. it is a little bit of a controlled environment, but yet we had, we had people that we didn't know uh, in the group, and it kind of lets us keep our ear to the ground and uh, you know, see people and what they're really going through. It's not some bubble environment where we're just mm. with our staff. And so we all started, uh, before we even started our big small group push that I'll talk about, uh, our leaders started small groups ourselves, multiple small groups, not mm. on our 40, uh, not on our 40 hour work week. And, uh, you know, doing what we're asking, what we were going to be asking people to do. Uh, tell me about and, the multiple small group thing. I haven't heard that before. So you guys actually, you committed to saying, Hey, I'm going to start a couple of these. Yes. And the, the only reason is because we wanted to go above and beyond. Right. We do it every other time. We, we, we attend all of our services across a weekend, mm -hmm. you know, where we, we only expect people to work in one and worship in another one. Uh, but we're in, you know, six or seven or whatever it yep. is. And yep. so we, 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 if whatever, uh, energy we put into the weekend, mm -hmm. we realized we are not putting that energy into small groups. And if mm -hmm. we want to put that same energy into leading the way and going above and beyond, then we just need to lead a couple of them. And mm -hmm. so that, that's, Kind of where we landed at. So yeah, I led three uh, to start out, <laughs> oh and, and, just leading the way. and it was hard. Yeah. And I've got you know I've got a family and stuff, and it was hard. But we just at the end of the day, it's like, is this? Do we want small groups or not? And so yeah, mm. that's how we started. Hmm. Interesting. So now, what did the kind of the next step look? So you obviously that's a huge commitment. That even right there is going to multiply, get a lot of people into groups in a short period of time. Even in a large church, you know, if you take your staff, your kind of core staff, and did two or three groups of a piece, that's going to yeah. get a lot of people plugged in. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so. That's how we started, and yeah. we got our, our staff bought in, and we, and we taught it, and you know we sold the vision of it, and, mm -hmm. and 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 talked about everything that we just talked about, how we've really got to be bought in. And then what we did was we did a churchwide campaign, which you know we've all done them, we've all tried them, and we had done them in the past, but we had never done it with the staff buy-in. Mm. And so first it was top-down buy-in, and once we established that and got the leaders in love with relationships and mm -hmm. and in one quick plug that um it's we're not in love with small groups we're in love with the relationships that mm -hmm. the small groups produce very good very and, good uh, small groups are the vehicle just like we're not in love with our run sheets mm -hmm. we're in love with people coming to church engaging with god and getting saved and mm -hmm. and so we're not in love with small groups but we're in love with the concept of being in real relationship with real people and once yeah. our leaders got in love with that we did a church-wide campaign where we cast vision for everybody in the church to get in a small group. And here's what we did. We made it really simple. We wanted to make it as easy as we could for the end user. Mm -hmm. So we did a, we did a six-week curriculum, which usually it's, our semesters are going to be 12 weeks long, but we did a six-week curriculum, put the whole church you know, on the same curriculum, and we preached on it. Mm -hmm. And so it, we, it almost made people feel like they were left out if they weren't on board with this. And so we, we trained, we started out by saying, hey, if you'd host a group, this is so easy. You just, we're going to give you a video to watch on our on our church app and by DVD just you can watch it anywhere in a coffee shop all you have to do is show the video and lead the discussion questions you don't have to pastor people you don't have to counsel people mm. you don't have to have all the answers and so we led a few trainings and we got 250 people to commit to be hosts wow and so it was just a bite-sized thing you know six weeks you never have to do it again if you don't like <laughs> it and um, and so and then we did a six-week uh, series called 40 days of change where we uh, we went six weeks Everybody picks an area of their life that they want to change. We preached on it. We had videos in the groups. We had discussion questions. And it was very bite-sized. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and it got everybody on board. And, and yeah, we had 250 small groups, which for us was huge. We had only ever had like 100 and something uh, 
at, at our max. So yeah, that was kind of that second that second layer. No, that's good. I just to highlight, underline something you're saying there. I think I love that you did was you made it. I think sometimes we ask people to commit to groups and it, to them, it sounds like I'm going to be in someone's house for the I next can. 25 years. And yep. I, what if I don't like them? And they, and a bunch of that is irrational fear, but it's in their head. It's a real fear. It's not a, it's not made right. up. That's what they're thinking. And I love that you made it, you know, you, you, you made it, you know, short, it's, it's time bound. It's 40 days. It's, um, yep. and it also using the firepower of the weekend to really point at that and say, Hey, this is super right. important. That's, that's great. That's a great, you know, simple tip to, to pick up the 40 days. Um, was that a, was that a, a campaign, like a, something you took off the shelf or was that a, um, you know, a kind of a resource used from someone else or did you guys develop that yourself? A little bit of both. We, yeah. I think we got the idea from Rick Warren or somebody, the 40 yeah. days thing. And yeah. then, uh, and then developed our own. We built it around, uh, all six weeks, uh, before the message, we would show a testimony yep. of somebody that had a, a big change in their life. And then we'd preach on it and then we'd write the discussion questions around that topic. And so, uh, we, we did it ourselves, but the idea was not original, No, no but yeah. we, no, we did develop our, our own, uh, our own curriculum. Good. So then what happened on kind of the, 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 so you had, you know, obviously jumped a bunch of people in your group. What, you know, what was kind of that experience like? And then how did you follow that up? Yep. Um, so just backing up a little bit before yep. we move forward, one of the things we did was we, we took away all the excuses in our, in our messages when we would preach, we acknowledged just authentically everything that somebody would be thinking. And I think Furtick, Stephen Furtick does this great with his, their baptisms is you just slowly take away every excuse. And so we would say, if you don't like the group, uh, ditch it and find a new one, you know, try, you can try six different groups or whatever. And so we just, we would joke about it. We would bring humor into it to kind of break down those walls and, and make it really easy for people to join in. So that's what we would do. And, and we had people joining even in like the four and the five week mark, because obviously people don't come to church every Sunday. So they'd, they'd come in on week three or four and they had never heard of it. So people were jumping in them. We made it really, again, we made it easy. We, we wouldn't want our small groups to always be that uh, shallow, so to speak. But for the front door, this was very intentional. We were relaunching a whole culture, you know, and so mm-hmm. we did. We made it easy on purpose. We we were throwing out really, uh, really easy, simple uh, handles for people to grab one to. So then, uh, then we, the way that we transitioned is with those 250 hosts. We were very intentional with them. We were up front again. The, the transparency, I think, is so key because because people latch on to transparency. They see right through, uh, you know. Uh, the bait and switch thing. So we told him, we said, hey, we're not bait and switching you. Uh, we're not tricking you. But now that you have led, and we walked them through it, and we had planned this out, now that you have led, what did you like about it? Would you ever consider leading again? And what we found was most people want to continue leading small groups. And so then we kind of up-trained them on how a, a normal small group will work. And we've got a whole bunch of people on board ready to run a, a real small group, so to speak, in the next semester. And so that was our intentionality there to make this something that can be sustained. Hmm. And uh, Yeah, the question I was going to ask was, what time of year was this at? And then how does that, how did it kind of hit the, fit the normal rhythm of your church? Because I think sometimes getting the timing right is critical in this kind of thing. Yeah, and this was just the fall. This was the, the, mm-hmm. the simple fall semester. Yep. And, uh, and so, like I said, this, this process of getting the top-down buy-in mm-hmm. started like a year ago. But yep. the, this semester is just, just now finished. We've okay. just now finished this. And yes. so uh, it was a fall semester when everybody's getting back in school. And so pretty typical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so what we do is, and this is completely Church of the Highlands, so if anybody's watching, this is completely ripped off from them. But we, <laughs> nice. we tell them, we tell all of our leaders, uh, break the rule 
schools. Run, run a, a small group under the table. You know, we're not in semester, but if you have chemistry, the last thing we want to do is break up chemistry. We're not trying to control people's schedule or whatever, but mm-hmm. we definitely have on-ramps at the beginning of semester so that people feel like, oh, I can jump on because this is a new semester. And um, I think you've had Pastor Lane Schrans on here to talk about mm-hmm. that whole free market mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we have that, but we definitely encourage. And so a lot of our 40 days of change small groups are continuing right on through the holidays. Hmm. People are planning Christmas parties. And so that's, that's all happening. I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, no, that's good. No, I wanted to get a sense of the, you know, the timing and all that. That's, no, that's, that's right. That's, that's really good. Now, how so far the kind of, so we've talked about the free market system. I'd encourage people to go back and, and listen to Lane's interview. This is yeah. great. Um, how important do you think that is or has been for getting people plugged in, you know, a much yeah. more kind of open approach rather than a, you know, super defined approach? I hope that this can really help people because what what uh, Church of the Highlands taught us was so valuable, but there's something that didn't work about it. Okay. And, um, and here's what didn't work for us. We tried to put it in place a few years ago, just free market groups. And we had our hubs, you know, the men's, the women's, the marriage, the students, all the hubs in place. But when we when we just put the free market system out there without gaining the momentum that we gained from 40 days of change, the problem was we had a lot of random groups. So here's what our here's what our small group rosters would look like when we would launch a semester, uh, a basketball group on Friday night, uh, a women's you know sewing group on Thursday morning, and they're all very specific and 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 it was hard for people the average person who said hey I just got saved I want to learn more about the Bible and they they've got to either go hiking or ride motorcycles <laughs> or to, to to get in relationship and so it didn't really take off at first but here's what has really worked is. Now what's happening is a lot of our 40 days of change groups, they're just going to lead the typical small group with like a curriculum or a Bible study. But some of them have decided we're going to turn this into, you know, a recreational group or an outdoor mm-hmm. group. And w- what Pastor Lane will teach is, and what he, what he taught in his session is uh, the hubs act as like the, the main stores in a mall. And then all these other recreational groups and all these other groups act as like the kiosks. And what mm-hmm. we didn't have was we didn't have the hubs. We didn't have those there's really strong groups that people could just join and the other ones were there as kind of add-ons. Our main groups were all just random and it didn't work. And so what we've got now is we've got a strong group of people for men, uh, leading men's groups, strong group of people leading women's groups because we have 250 to choose from. And, uh, And then we've got everything else added on. And so now it's clicked for us. The free market works because we established the culture first. Yeah, that's good. That's a good highlight. I think that's a good nuance on the free market system. And I think there there can be a criticism of the free market approach is there has to be a certain kind of critical mass of groups, right? There has to be Correct. a number of groups um, ready to go. And so you kind of have to right. jumpstart it with something like what, you know, what you've done here. This has been, yeah. this has been great. Anything else you want to share with folks before we move on uh, to the rest of our episode? Uh, you know, when when we talk about hubs, because I know the, the Grow Network and, and that whole small group system is so popular right now. And so for anybody that's listening, we really made sure that the four hubs that we kind of considered the, the basic ones is the men's, the women's, the marriage, and the students. Mm-hmm. And that's where we wanted to make sure we got our critical mass. And then, you know, we've got the financial, we've got the, the prayer, we've got the outreach. But those are definitely like the addition. We didn't get it can be like you can feel like you're in quicksand if you try to get eight hubs up and going. And so we just we were like, let's get strong men's groups, let's get strong women's groups, strong marriage groups, and the teenage group, the student groups. Let's mm-hmm. let's get them going. And uh, once we get those, the other ones get added in, and, and it's easy. So it's kind of like you know taking it by steps, top down buy in, 
some type of big front door that's really easy for people that they can get off if they don't like it and then establish the free market system but starting with those main four hubs and then adding the other four hubs in that, that and that's what's really clicked for us finally this is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. We're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Super honored to have Josh Baird with us today from the Life Church. A great church scene, you know, some really cool stuff going on. Uh, Josh, I'm so glad you're on the show today. What's an online yes. resource that you've been using these days uh, that's been helping you? We uh, Speaking of small groups, um, smallgroups.church is kind of an unheard of, it's a, just a brand new site and uh, it's, it's a free resource and, it, and it's an online uh, small group directory and it's been amazing. We've used it throughout the 40 days of change and it's really easy for people to jump on and I know every, a lot of people use Fellowship One and Church Community Builder which is what we use, CCB, and we've got all of the big databases but they're usually hard for the, the end user ch- church attender who's just... Uh, you know, wanting to join a group, it's it's kind of hard to do the logins and all that. It's a clunky a lot of times for them. So smallgroups.church, uh, very easy, uh, really simple interface to use, and it worked really well for us with uh, small groups. So that that was a the main one that I wanted to uh, talk about. We use Trumpia, BombBomb, uh, uh, Planning Center, all that, but a lot of people know about those. Yeah, nice. Very cool. So, That's great. Smallgroups.church. I have to check it out. I was, I've never heard of it before, and I was just looking at it. It looks yeah. great. It looks like a, yeah. a great tool for sure. Um, yeah. What's a book you've read in the last, I don't know, maybe six months to a year that's had an impact on your, your leadership and your thinking? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually just finishing a book, and this is the book that I'll shout out because it's absolutely life-changing. It's rocked me. Is Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute. Mm. Absolutely rocked me. I don't know if, if you've I checked it out or read no. yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of scary to yeah. talk about self-deception. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds kind of like a spooky book to read, but uh, but it's been, it's been an incredible book. Uh, not a Christian book, but obviously Christian principles throughout, and uh, mm-hmm. that's been really good. I, essentialism, uh, I think Greg McCown, Talk Like Ted, those are, those are some great books, but Leadership and self-deception. That's my number one recommendation right now. Nice, very cool. Uh, what's another ministry that you've uh, you know been you look at, inspired? Obviously, Church of the Highlands. You've you know you've yeah. talked about. Are there any others out there? Yeah, uh, I think the ones that a lot of people look at, the Elevation Church. We look at. We kind of pull different things from different people. Just like you, just like as a person, you want more than one mentor for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. So Elevation Church, um, Church on the Move out in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Life Church, formerly Life Church TV, and uh, we we look at those churches mainly, and then a couple churches locally. We also like to look at churches that are smaller than us because mm-hmm. that does, they're, they're obviously probably doing things better than us. So we have a couple here locally that we are in relationship with and we steal from and exchange ideas with and stuff. So, yeah. No, that's cool. That's very cool. If you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, uh, who would you want to get that yeah. with and why? Craig Rochelle, no doubt about it. Nice. I, yeah, yeah. I would love to have 15 minutes with Craig Rochelle. Why? Because he's Craig Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just listened to his podcast and he's everything he says is just like gold. So, oh, so uh, that. I would love to be with him. Nice. Well, thank. I appreciate you being on the show today. I know leading uh, in a growing church like yours is is difficult. You've got a lot going on. What do you do for fun when you just want to, you know, kind of kick back and relax? Yeah, I, my wife and I joke because uh, we say our social life is at an all time low. We have four kids uh, that are six and under. Oh my and- goodness. So a great day for us is when we can get them all in bed by eight o'clock, eight o'clock or so, and watch a movie, not watch Netflix. That's that's a great night for us. Nice. But no, you know, just uh, we got the kids, and it's it's a, a blast and mm-hmm. and hard trying to keep up with them. I I'm a former football player, 
So I, I like sports. I'm competitive. I like mm -hmm. to golf, but I usually break all of my clubs. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all joking aside, I've broke a couple golf clubs, but nice. yeah, I, I just ma mainly sports and uh, and dating my wife. Nice. That's great. Thanks. Thank you so much for being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you or with the church, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, our website is really easy. It's welovechurch.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my email is josh, J-O-S-H, at welovechurch.com. That's the easiest way. Nice. And uh, yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you having me. It was an honor. Was Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.